0: Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show. Starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to episode 474 now of The Ron and Don Show. And yeah, we are live from the Les Schwab Studios. What
1: is up, Ron and Don Nation?
0: Hey, coming up on The Ron and Don Show, happy holidays, everyone. I've written something about the holidays I want to share with you before we get out of here. Also, can you believe it? We just tried to buy a house twice well, two different houses, two different buys, and we weren't able to do it because of multiple offers. So I can't wait to tell you about my take about what's happening in real estate and be very, very careful about what you read about real estate when you're reading national headlines because it does not apply here in the Seattle metro area. Before we get to that though, let's get to this. Uh, we took a couple weeks off. We had to take a little break. And uh, Ron went to Florida at one point. I went down to New Mexico, and I'm just going to let Ron kind of share with you uh, whatever he wants to share.
1: Yeah. So, uh, apologies for not getting the the show out. Don and I pride ourselves on doing you know three shows a week, and um, so and just as a as a precursor here, I, I did ask my my dad if we could talk about this. On the show, I, I was planning to go to Florida for Thanksgiving, uh, and we had, you know, scheduled to do the shows for that week. And my my dad had to go into kind of emergency triple bypass surgery um and so i immediately basically got a plane flight for the next day And, and you know that's one of the things when i live in seattle and they live in florida it's it's not necessarily easy to just jump in your car and drive over there so um i basically went down there he you know there was it it was you know, the, the, when the, they took him into the surgery center, the, the operating room, it was like, hey, there's an 80% chance that he's going to make it through this surgery because he's in his 80s. Mm. And, um, you know, on the one hand, that seems like good odds. We're like, hey, 80%, that's pretty good. If you look at it the other way, though, if the, you had, you know, five people standing on a street corner and you're like, hey, one of you gonna, is going to die today. Uh, you guys want to take those odds. I think most people will be like, hell no. And I don't want a one in five odds that I'm going to die. Uh, so, you know, depending on how you look at it, it it's either like, hey, 80% sounds pretty good. Uh, and the other way you sort of like, wow, one in five sounds pretty bad. So uh, I was concerned, needless to say. So I jumped on a plane, went down to Florida, uh, basically spent, I don't know what's it been, eight, eight nine days that I was down there. Um, took my laptop so I could do some, some work from down there, but basically going to the hospital, coming back home, driving my mom around and, you know, dealing with that. So he, he is out of, he he made it through the surgery. He's in rehab right now in a rehab facility. So not in the ICU anymore. And, and, you know, it's, I think it's a long journey when you're in your eighties to recover from, uh a triple bypass surgery so it's incredible that we even have the technology i i, I joke with them at one point and i think my my sister might have been there or my maybe it was my brother or the, on the phone where it's like can you imagine the first time they someone pitched this idea you know you you you're the you're the pre- <laughs> yeah you're the you're the president of a hospital right and you get a couple doctors come and It's like okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna Take some veins out of your leg, and then we're going to open up your chest cavity and and bypass the vein uh, into your heart. Uh, and you know, someone to be like, You're, "You you want to do what?" Uh, so the fact that they do that, this is a, a relatively routine procedure for folks, uh, is is just it, it's amazing to me. And I know it, it's a pretty savage operation, but you know, he's he's still alive right now.
0: Yeah. You said uh, something to me on the phone, and I hope it's okay to repeat it, and, and maybe you can elaborate on it. You said, you know what, Don? My father's not complained. He's a tough SOB, is what, is what you said. I don't know what SOB stands for. He's a tough sob. So what is a, a tough sob? And your dad uh, happens to be one of those, I guess. Yeah,
1: right? I mean, he's not complaining about, you know, the the 8 to 10-inch incision down the front of his chest. Like, he's he's you know i think from that generation where you know you're you're getting on with it it's uh it's hard to get your motivation up to do this rehab i think at that age or just i don't know like i don't want to speak for him but like it's it's he's tough he's not uh
0: you you said he wasn't complaining at all
1: no he's not complaining about like the stuff that i would have been complaining about yeah like he'll complain about like hey can i get some ice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in my in my iced tea or whatever, something like that, he'll say something. but, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you want as a relative um, you know, you wish there was more that you could do, mm. like you you know, I'm not a medical doctor, like I can't, you know, come in and give treatment or anything like that. So on the one hand, you feel kind of helpless. Like I know that everybody goes through this with their family members, or if you haven't yet, you will. So that that's, that's difficult. So you try to stay in the moment, be supportive. You don't really, I don't think anyone's in the mood after they've been to a surgery on that to have these deep philosophical conversations per se. Like you're trying to, you know get to the next go to your physical therapy and see if you can make it to the bathroom on your own and like their basic life skills you're not like let's have a let's unpack our lives together dad like you don't or i I didn't feel like that was the appropriate time to do that i just want to let them know that you're there and that you support them and um you know luckily for at least my relationship with my dad there's like not these huge skeletons in the closet or things we need to unpack or it's, it's sort of like our relationships, pretty, what you see is what you get. Like we we've uh, you know, there's not this huge dark side of, of anything that needs to be expressed. So I I really feel, I I thought a lot about that sitting there and you know, in the, in the hospital in various times of like, man, for, for people whose relationships are damaged with their parents, or they're alienated from their families. Like these have to be extra excruciating because either a, they just don't go and then probably regret that afterwards. Or B there's a huge elephant in the room the whole time of awkwardness because of some unspoken thing that hasn't been resolved. So uh, luckily for me, if there is a luckily uh, he's getting great care, we don't have any sort of awkward, unattended to things so I could just be there with him, you know, hold his hand, tell him I I love him. And, and just sort of, I just wanted to be there, you know, just to say, Hey, this was a big deal and I wanted to be here.
0: Yeah. Let's talk more about, uh, well, I haven't been doing the podcast uh, on the other side of this.
1: When Seattle nonprofit Plymouth Healing Communities decided to sell one of their group homes for the mentally ill and homeless, board member Katherine Walker turned to Ron and Don. It was a complicated and delicate deal. They didn't want people traipsing in and out, disturbing the residents. So instead of hanging a for sale sign, the guys turned to their deep network
0: and found a buyer themselves. It very quickly got to terms and we signed and that was that. And then they followed through on everything to make this happen.
1: And Catherine says she was even more blown away by what Ron
0: and Don did next. They offered to donate their commission. It was incredible. Their generosity had a meaningful impact on the lives of 47 residents in our organization. Heart,
1: soul, expertise, Catherine says all of that and more is what sets Ron and Don apart from other
0: realtors. They did a great job and genuinely interested in helping us achieve our goals. They seemed truly service-minded as opposed to kind of transaction-minded. So whether you're selling or buying, take Catherine Walker's work and schedule your Ron and Don sit-down today.
1: Sign up for The Nation News at
0: ronandonradio.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to uh, episode 474. If you need us, ronanddonsitdown.com. And Ron is at uh, Ron at Ronandon.com. I'm Don at Ronandon.com. Reach out uh, reach out anytime.
1: I, I just just want to say one more thing, and then we'll get to what you had to say on this thing. The reason why my dad said, yeah, you guys, could, you and Don can go ahead and talk about this on the podcast Is he? He wanted to say. I hope this would help someone, because you know he. There's a lot of men that don't go to the doctor, and when something's going on. So when they, the reason he went in in the first place is they recognized his blood pressure was low. And so between him and my mom, they just like let's go to the emergency room. I think it was on a weekend, or it might have been on a Friday, like an in- inconvenient time right before the holidays. Mm. And so, uh, not that there's ever a convenient time to have heart surgery, but I think for he he's extraordinarily lucky in the way that he doesn't have hangups around that. Uh, and I think a lot of people would have been, ah, you're fine. You know, you just, you're feeling a little off today. Like take it easy on the couch and don't worry about it. You'll bounce back. And you know, they have enough sort of knowledge to be like, no, this is a situation where we need to go to the hospital. And so the reason why he said, yeah, you and I can talk about it is because I know that we try to encourage men specifically in our age category and older to like, take care of yourself it's okay to go to the doctor. It's okay to go to therapy. It's okay to say to not have this tough guy persona of like, Hey, I'm, I, I, I'm okay. I'm just going to muscle through it. he's like, no, if, if I hadn't been with my mom, my, his wife to say, this is not right. Like something's not right. We need to go see that if they, if they had waited a couple more days, he probably would, would not be here.
0: Yeah. I love, I love that. And I think that's true. Uh, for me, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was chatting with my mom on the phone, and and I'll just leave that conversation between her and I. But I felt like I immediately need to go down to New Mexico, which I did, and, to see her. My and my mom is like your dad; she's very tough. She's part of what they call the Silent Generation. They're the children of the Greatest Generation. Think about being a child, being a child, right, of the Greatest Generation. In, in a lot of ways, it has to be like being a child of, of someone like John Lennon or being a child of, of Paul McCartney or one of the great Beatles, right? To, to be their child. Uh, and, and we always talk about the, great, the greatest generation. We never talk about their children. And what their children learned is just, you suck it up, right? When the greatest generation came home, they left their jobs in America. It was half the population. Everybody had to make a sacrifice, over 12 million Americans went over there. You compare that with modern-day warfare, it's been about 110 to 120,000 same men and women that we send to Iraq and Afghanistan for the past two decades. World War II, you know, the the brunt of it was about 18 months, and, and we, we sent the whole country. And who was ever left behind? Rosie Rivet, a lot of African Americans in this country, everybody had to step in and help and sacrifice and build victory gardens and turn the lights off at night. So then the greatest generation comes home. And now, you know, as part of this new deal, as the new deal continues, we're building real estates. We're building, we're building interstates (laughs) buying real estate, uh, yeah, there's
1: a lot of real estate built in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you get home, you get to work. And if you're the child of that, you see your parents sucking it up and that's the way that you are too. So I went down to, to see my mom, my mom, it's pretty unbelievable what she's done the last four years Four Christmases ago. I fly down there and she, she loses her husband a couple days after Christmas day. Then right after that, we're into COVID and she's living alone, surrounded by all his stuff, right? And all their stuff and all those memories. Then out of that, uh, about a year and a half into COVID, she finds out that she has breast cancer again and has to go through breast cancer surgery, uh, which is really incredible. And my mom... Just never complains about it. Never complains. She'll never let you know if she's hurting, if she's going through a hard time. She's just part of that silent generation. And here she is coming up on her 80th birthday. And again, I felt a number of weeks ago like I needed to go see her. I went to see her, uh, and then I I called folks in my family and I said, you know, I think we're just at a point as mom is turning 80. Where she shouldn't be living alone. And so everybody, we, we kind of put a plan together, and people started stopping by and checking in on her. I had an opportunity to buy a, a ticket for my 23-year-old nephew. He was going to go spend some time with her, which he did. And he was with her uh, a few nights ago, and, and she had an issue. Uh, and without going into the issue, the ambulance was called. She has something called a TIA, which is a, uh, which is a mini-stroke. And she ended up in the hospital there. She's back out, and I said, Jake, stay there because uh, we, if, if she's up for it, and I bet she will be, and as long as the doctors are okay, she can't fly, let's see if we can get her in a car and get her up to Colorado for Thanksgiving so she's not alone. Uh, so Jake did that. He went and he picked her up at the hospital. He drove her six hours up to Colorado. She's there right now. And then on December 3rd, maybe about the time you hear this is going to be your birthday. So you, December 3rd, Ron, if you're around, you're invited to her 80th birthday party. Is there going to be a uh, cake? yeah, and then we're just gonna hang on to her for as long as, as she'll let us. Uh, we got our backyard cottage here, and we're gonna spend the holidays together like we did last year. and i'm and, and I'm very excited about seeing her. I have to say, though, I have to say, one of the things that 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 her and I are beginning to talk about, and and I think a lot of us are uncomfortable about it is, and, and probably not your mom and dad so much because your mom is a medical professional. And I find medical people really don't have a problem talking about this. Or if you've gone to war, right, and your dad was in the the Korean War. Uh, The rest of us, though, sometimes it's really hard to have those conversations around death and dying. And so we've begun to have those conversations. Uh, And what those conversations are, I'll leave those between my mom and I. Uh, But it has really opened up the conversations that I have in my own life, not only with other people, but with my son. Uh, If you go around the house after, after, after seeing what, and this is what men do, men don't do this. We see this in our business all the time. Don't do this. Chances are, if you've been with a partner for a long time, chances are statistically, you're going to go first. Do not leave. And I'm just going to say it. Don't leave all your shit behind. Do not do that. That is not fair to your partner because when you leave all that stuff behind, they don't know what to do with it. They feel like if they're it away or get rid of it, they're dishonoring you. A lot of the stuff that you've hung on to because you want to give it to your kids, your kids don't want it. You don't have to give them 20 watches. Give them one. I'd say six times this year in our real estate business, we have dealt with women in the Ron and Don nation that have been left behind and they are saddled with a lot of stuff that their husbands and partners left behind the greatest thing you can do. And I started doing this when I came home from New Mexico, I'm going drawer by drawer closet by closet. I was under my house the other day, a big seller down there. I was out in the garage. I'm just going through my stuff because chances are I'm going to leave this world before my son does. And I don't want him to have to go through all my crap. Plus, when you start looking through there, every once in a while, you may find something. You know, I am a child of... Uh, I did grow up in the 80s. You might find something in there that's rather embarrassing. And then also, we have found a lot of pictures. My son, thinks think, is hilarious when he's finding all these pictures of me in junior high.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and along with that, if I can just do a, a side parallel track to that that sure. you go through, is some people sort of wear it as a badge of honor of like, Oh, Don does all of the fill in the blank, all the finances, who does all of the, you know, the investing, he did all of the thing. And and isn't that great? No, it's not great. Because when the situation like this happens, the person that's left behind, they don't know how to go into any of the And I'm not saying this with any of our clients. I'm just saying in general, you'll see this happen. A lot of times they have no financial literacy. They don't know any of the logins to any of the accounts. They don't know how and where stuff was moved around. They have, they basically were in the dark on a giant part of your life. It's like, Oh, Don took care of that. Don paid all the bills. Don, uh, did all the estate planning Don handled, you know, he knows where all our retirement accounts are. No, like both people in a relationship should have a a strategy of an exit strategy, if you will, where is there a master sheet with all of your financials on it? Uh, do, does everybody know how to access that? Do you know where the money's coming in and where it's going? Um, and, and if you feel like, Oh, my partner takes care of that. I would challenge you to rethink that, to examine that and go, do I really want that? Do I want all of these eggs in this basket so that not only am I going to be dealing with, like you said, probabilistically, the, the woman, not only I going to be dealing with the grief of losing my partner and dealing with just feeling overwhelmed and sad and transitioning into a new phase of life. Do I want to throw on top of that, like not knowing how any of our finances worked or not knowing where all of our assets were or not knowing how our retirement go who wh- whose health insurance are we on who what's covered what's not covered what's our deductible like really boring nuts and bolts things um it's been we we, we have had clients that go where we you run it on you just sold my house where's the money gonna go yeah it's like Okay, wow, I need to take some extra time here. With this client and go, okay do do you do, do you know these things? Like yeah. to not be insulting, but be like,
0: no, you do you do you. You're it, never it, insulting, it, and you're you're like, a very wow. You're a very, you're a very good teacher. Let, you do a great let's job. Let's rewind this and yeah,
1: go. Totally. Where what is your bank account? Yeah. And where is this money going to go? And do you know what to do with it? And I'm not a financial planner, but just like the nuts and bolts of like literally logging into a bank account. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. I I I spent a lot of time when we got to re- re- recondition homes. Many, many times because of the age of our audience, right? The age of our audience is kind of our age. I mean, we're in our fifties, so and we have a lot of women. It's amazing the amount of women in their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, into their seventies that listen to this show. In fact, there's a lot more women than men that listen uh, to this show. So, so with that, with that, I think it's just very important that we all grow up. We're okay with having conversations about death. We're okay with having a strategy about what life looks like when we're no longer here. You know, a child really drives that for a lot of us. And I was looking at all my wills and end of life stuff uh, the other day concerning my son. Uh, and you got to make sure that somebody has a copy of that too. Like Ron has a copy of all that stuff. And and if something happens to me right now, sitting in this chair, we have a plan. It's been written out. We've gone to attorneys. This isn't going to be thrown into a probate court where, where a judge Or the state is going to decide what happens and a lot of times their decisions are not the decisions that you'd want to make when you look at prince you 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 think of everything he did he thought he was going to live forever he did not have a will and i'm telling you guys one of the hardest things that we run into sometimes in our own job in our businesses is when people don't have a will they don't have a durable power of attorney uh we don't know what you want to do at the end of your life and also when you're healthy you collected all this stuff. So while you're downsizing, think about, you know, that bike you always want to give your kid, give it to him now. Maybe you're thinking about you're going to don't a be small- offended if they don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then call me and we'll give it to Ed Ewan and we'll give it to some kids because they would love to have your bike with the major Taylor project. Same thing with money. Why, why wait until you're 90 to give all that away? Because chances are, and you see more parents and boomers doing this now, where the, 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 they, they're, they're like, you know what? We wanted to give our child $25,000. We going not do that now while we're still alive uh, for tax reasons. And also, it gives them leverage. You have more leverage of twenty five dollars than you will 20 years from now with twenty five dollars right? So now they have an opportunity to take that twenty five dollars If they go buy a boat, so be it. Uh, but hopefully they turn around, uh, they call Ron and Don and we we'll go do some investing together. Anyway, let's have those conversations. Let's also be patient with our parents who are part of the silent generation, the children of the greatest generation, because the silent generation, they're pretty badass, and there's a reason they're silent, and there's a reason why they don't speak up, because they're doers and they're out doing stuff. We will see you on the other side of this hey you guys i'm sitting here with mitch weeks right now one of the great sponsors of the ron and don show he is a mortgage broker and you can find out more about him at mitch.loans hey a really cool time to be creative when it comes to being a buyer and there's sellers right now that are stepping up and saying let me help the buyer by doing something called a buy down right yeah, they are, and it's one of those things that's beneficial for
1: both sides. Sellers give money up front for the buyers to buy down their rate
0: and save money for the life of the loan. It's a really creative solution, really working for a lot of people. Yeah, there's also something called a 2-1. What's a 2-1? A 2-1 is where you get your rate bought
1: down 2% for the first year, 1% for the second year, and then after that, you're home free in your current rate. But it's great savings up front, and then you have a chance to refi over the next two years.
0: Yeah, good news, good time to be a buyer, good time for sellers to be creative and help that buyer. And Mitch, you can help everyone. Uh, How do people reach out?
1: Go to Mitch.loans, set up a meeting, and let's figure out a creative solution for you.
0: All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don show. I said I'm going to read something about the holidays. I'll do that in the next segment. uh, Because Ron and I were just having a discussion off air. And I've just recently seen two movies with my son that if you haven't seen them, you got to watch them. And if you're like me, sometimes you're like, I I understand the Christmas Carol. I know what's going to happen, and it's a wonderful life. Sometimes it's nice when you get to Christmas season to see a new movie, but I'm not a Hallmark channel guy. I'm 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 just not. Like well, I'm lying. I am sometimes a Hallmark channel guy. But but I wouldn't want you to know that. Nonetheless, uh, we were talking about a movie a couple weeks ago, and you actually got to watch it on the plane. So here's some movies or a movie during the holiday season you might want to check out. And uh, this is a movie that I've wanted to see. So, Ron, what is it? What yeah,
1: I, don't, I wouldn't classify it as a, as a holiday movie, per se. It was just one that uh, I downloaded to watch on the plane, and it's the greatest beer run ever. So And, and it's by one of the Farrelly brothers. So I thought going in that this was uh, a yuck it up comedy by the name of the title of the movie, the greatest beer run ever. I was like, this is going to be a really campy uh, sort of popcorn movie. It's the type of movie I want to watch on a plane. Zach Efron's
0: in it, right? Yeah, Zach
1: Efron's in it. He's the lead. Bill Murray is in it. Oh, is he? Yeah, he plays uh, the bartender at the local bar. And so it was um, the thing where it was like, oh, this is going to be just sort of like passing two out a six hour flight to get from Florida to wow. Seattle last night, six hours and 10 minutes or something. So like, oh, this will be a fun movie to watch. So the premise of the movie is it's set in 1967, I think 1968. And it's Good uh, hear, man. Zach Efron plays a guy About named that's based on a real true life story. I don't know how true it is. Cause there's a couple things that happened in there. Russell Crowe's in this movie as well. Uh, there's a guy chicky is his nickname. He's from this uh, uh, borough in New York. And the premise of the movie is there's a lot of boys his age, uh, 1819 and early 20s guys his age that have died in the Vietnam War. And so they're sitting around guys back home that are not uh, deployed or not enlisted in the military. They're sitting around a bar Bill Murray is the bartender. And so chicky comes up with this idea that he's going to go to Vietnam and he is going to take a beer. There'd be a great gesture to find the guys from the neighborhood and give them a beer, bring them a beer.
0: Because during the Vietnam War, you would have, and even if you go back to World War II after Pearl Harbor, you would have whole neighborhoods of young men sign up together. I I remember uh, after uh, 9-11, there were sixteen young men when you and I lived in Grand Rapids that all went on right to boot camp together. And they're like, you know what? We're gonna so 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 this story is not unusual, especially when it comes to people that come from from blue-collar neighborhoods.
1: And so Chickie was a merchant marine, and he thought that he could fill up this duffel bag full of Paps Blue Ribbon and then see if he could find a boat that was going. He was an engine master. Uh, and again, real life. And he so he goes down to the Merchant Marine thing and sees if there's a boat going to Vietnam. And for, so, for uh,
0: those who don't know what Merchant Marine does, supplies have to get to the front lines. And those are men and women. Uh, in fact, our friend uh, Mike down in New Orleans, part of the Merchant Marines, uh, and some people feel like, well, they're not on the, they're, they're, they're not on the front lines. They're really not making any sacrifices. That is not true at all. Especially when you think about all, I mean, all the ships that were sunk by the Germans. When you go all the way back to world war II. over 414 ships sunk, many of them merchant Marine ships. Sunk. So
1: there, there is some comedy situational comedy. Where Chicky is the, the outsider of the fish out of water. Yeah. And he gets into some situations that are like ironically funny, but it's not slapstick. It's not something about Mary, which is a Farrelly Brothers movie. You know, it's not yucking it up like a Will Farrell movie, but the, some of the situations are funny. And then it really takes a turn. Uh, and Zach Efron does some legit acting in this thing where wow. you're like, wow, he's got some chops more than I thought. And, um, I, I highly recommend it again. It's not a holiday movie per se, but if you haven't watched it, it's on Apple TV. Um, it, it was, I thought it was way better than I thought it was yeah. going to be.
0: All right. And two other movies, speaking of Apple TV, there's a movie that's just out, it was in the theaters for about a week. Uh, and this was the plan because they wanted us to be watching our television sets. Uh, it's the new movie with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. And it's called Spirited. And I didn't really want to watch it because I'm like, ah, it's a musical, which I, I kind of like, like a musicals, song and dance. actually. Yeah. But it's a musical. And then they're going to tell the Christmas Carol story again. And it's like, man, I got that story. And even when they modernize it, it's the same story. It's the same honking ghosts that show up. This movie is about the Christmas Carol, but it's totally not.
1: Isn't it from the perspective of the spirits?
0: Uh, It is, yeah. And Tracy Morgan is one of the spirits. Nice. He is amazing. The other thing that you'll notice in this movie is you'll see a lot of black and brown people. Uh, In fact, Will Ferrell... Of falls in love with an African-American woman, which I think is really, we don't see that a lot in cinema, and that's really nice to see. In fact, my son pointed this out. We were howling last night. If you if you drink, you might want to have a little eggnog and something or maybe half an edible or something like that because you kind of want to be, you, you want to be, be in festive, festive spirit when you sit down to watch it. I highly recommend it, though. It is a lot of fun. So Ryan
1: Reynolds said he's very uncomfortable learning how to dance, that he's not a dancer. Yeah. He doesn't know how to dance. And he said two months prior to filming, him and Will Ferrell had to go to dance school. Yeah. Uh, Did he pull off the dance scenes?
0: You know what? The dancing with the singing in this music and the dancers that they have—he's not a singer. It's either. at a—they di- are at a completely different level. A complete—and when you hear Will and and Ryan Reynolds sing, I'm like, wow, they're hitting some notes. I wonder if that's re- them really singing, and I think it is. So they do a good job of covering up their dancing. They don't show them a lot dancing. I'll just say that. But but for the dancing that they show, there's some tap dancing that these guys do. And I'm like, wow, this this is...
1: You just got to pull off five seconds.
0: You'll you'll love it. The other movie is this. If you haven't seen the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, jeez. The Christmas special.
1: There's a Christmas Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas
0: special. You got to watch it. I don't have to watch it. The thing that you're going to love, the thing that you're going to love about this is Star-Lord is having... That's Chris Pratt. Is having a rough Christmas... And so, is this a
1: full-length feature some, movie? Yeah,
0: and some of his friends, including Dave Batiste, decide to make his Christmas amazing. They're going to go get the most important person in the world to create a great Christmas. Who do you think that would be? Santa Claus. I thought that too. It's not. Who else would you guess? On Thor. Christmas. It's not. What? What else on Christmas? Not Thor. Who else? Who else could it be? Rudolph. How about? It could be Rudolph. That's a guess. I was thinking the baby Jesus, the baby Jay. It's not that Uh, Well, don't give it
1: away then i don't want to see this movie but don't give it don't spoiler alert this (laughs) if you're into that thing if you have a 12 year old and you've watched every marvel movie do it i'm probably not going to dial that one up
0: well i'm going to tell you because this won't give the movie away they they go on a hunt for kevin bacon because star lord (laughs) loves kevin bacon they find kevin bacon and kevin bacon is amazing it's as kevin bacon uh, as kevin bacon okay in fact his 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 wife was kevin bacon the you know, the bacon brothers show up in this thing is amazing so even if you're not into the guardians you have to know that that star lord misses his mom and she left behind some music for him some of that music uh is in footloose and so anyway, it's, it's, it, they, they go get Kevin Bacon and they bring him back. It is phenomenal, you guys. So check that out. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this edition of the Ron and Don show. If you need to get in touch with us, this is a good time to buy you guys. It really is. As far as sellers go. Yeah, I'm running into multiple offers right now for one of my buyers. What is going on here? How can people get in touch with us? Yeah,
1: email me ron at ronanddon.com. And if that uh, story that we told in segment two resonated with you that it's time to make a transition in your life uh, because you've had some just life changes, uh, give us a call or give me an email and we'll do a ron and Don sit down and make a plan for 2023. And I would love to assist you with that. And, and we're really grateful that people uh, trust us enough to do that. So. Ron at ronanddon.com. Don't hesitate to reach out.
0: Yeah, and of course, I'm Don at ronandon.com Everything at Sitdown.com. All right? Hope you guys are having a great holiday. I wrote something about the holidays. I'll share it with you on episode 475. It'll be here before you know it just a couple days from now. Thanks for being patient, you guys. Ron and Don, we are back. That's right, for Christmas 2022 and New Year's 2023. It's the Ron and Don Show. All right on the Ron and Don Radio Network.